The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Congratulations to Guram Kutateladze. What a spectacle. The Georgian Viking Guram Kutateladze. This is my house. This is my cage. I was not going to let anyone come in here and push me around. Joe Moza. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. Listen to me, we're out of here. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, today, Matt and I have Joe Lazone. I can't believe Joe's never been on. Um, this will be his first appearance. No, that's not true. Uh, is it not? I'm going to say that's not true. I'm going to say he was on I the show. I thought we before. had him too. I'm going to say first... it, was, it was before us working. It was back in the day. It had well, to th- be. Don't they have a list of who we've had on? I'm sure they do. So I would assume. Maybe because I know him so well. that I'm Yeah, assuming. maybe we think he's been on, but no. We also have lightweight uh, Garam Kutadaladze. Uh, making his first appearance uh, on Unfiltered. He is fighting uh, uh, Demir uh, Ismagalov on uh, Saturday, June 18th. The Saturday night that uh, Joe is fighting Cowboy as the uh, co-main event. I'm happy to see Cowboy. I guess he went back down to lightweight. Cater uh, uh, versus Josh Emmett. What a fucking fight that's going to be, man. I just, I'm looking at the card. And not only is the main event insane, where I don't even know where that came from. I was like, where did this come from? Yeah. Uh, Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. That's fucking Calvin Cater. There was a lot of questions after he lost to Max Holloway. He's like, yo, how's he going to be after that fight? And he answered them in his last fight uh, versus uh, Giga. uh, Chikazi. And he answered it with, I mean, I'll tell you right now, if that was a test, he passed with flying colors and he looked phenomenal. It's like he leveled up since his loss to Max Holloway. And Josh Emmett, uh, Josh Emmett is, um, dude, he's fucking, he's deadly, dude. He's powerful. That's fun. Yeah. That's a fun main event. He's won four straight fights, Josh, and I think uh, six out of his last seven. So, yeah, that is a, that's a great, and I love when they do stuff like this together. I, I'm sorry, when they put fights like this together, especially as a main event, like a non-title fight, I love a good fight like this. I, I mean, this is the, uh, they did this a lot more. In the old days, you know, almost as pay-per-views, they weren't yeah. all title fights. But now there's so many divisions, so many great fighters, um, and so many marquee fighters that you can have a title fight almost every main, almost every pay-per-view. Now, I wonder, is this it for uh, Donald Cerrone? Is he going to walk into the sunset? Remember, it's not I thought the, he retired uh, already. I thought he talked about retiring already. Not that he actually did it, but that, like, didn't he say he was done after his last fight? He's 34, it says right here. and uh, I thought Cowboy was uh, older. I thought he was too. Guys, double check that shit. Oh, no, wait. He's 39. I'm sorry. Yeah, Calvin Cade is 34. Oh, okay. Uh, okay see, that? Yeah. See, how, see how I did that? Because you looked at the wrong one. Yeah. I Exactly. I looked at the wrong one. I was about to say, I thought he was older. Yeah. 34. So, look, so when did he fight when he was fucking 13? Yeah. Well, look, he's got some miles on that on that yeah. 39 yeah. years. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, he's, he's lost a few fights. Uh, the last fight Cowboy won was in 2019. Uh, he's lost, uh, and, and you know, unfortunately, let's see, one, two, three, four out of these last six fights. One was a no contest over, uh, it was a, uh, 
majority joint. Nico Price, uh, Pettis was a decision. The other ones are all TKOs. So he's lost four, uh, one, two, three, four out of these six last fights by TKO. So, I mean, that's, that's doing late, late in the career damage to Cowboys. So I, I hope that that doesn't, uh, happen to him in, in this fight. Cause I'd hate to see him get hurt uh, on his well, way. Well, it is the, it is the hurt game, but he is fighting Joe Lazone, who I like a lot. Who I don't want to see him get hurt. So if, I, I, if I had to pick one, I'm going with Joe Lazone. I mean, I, I like Cowboy too. I'll have a laugh with him, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I know Joe Lazone a little bit more. How could you not root for Joe Lazone? I mean, but you know what I mean? When you see guys, everyone gets hurt in that, in the business, but when you see guys like, especially like we see a lot of boxers late in their career, taking fights and then you know, fuck, I hate to see that guy take that damage, you know, that I wish he didn't have to take. Listen, you don't want to see anybody take. Oh, that's not any, true. There's plenty other. of people I want to see take damage. That's not true. There's plenty of people in life that I would love to see take a good beating. Just uh cowboy and Joe are not two of them. Well, I mean, this is the hurt business, Jimmy. Yes. So I mean, because my feelings get hurt. I'll tell you, Jimmy, Last episode was fucking funny. You had that me was dying. a lot of fun. You had me dying about that uh, oh. <laughs> the thing with the guy with the with the dwarf. You got my Dude, text. I, you got, I got it. I got it. Yeah, it's just uh, you. You put on the Joe Pesci voice. Which, uh, I'll tell you, wow. I've never been more wrong in my life. Yeah, fucking thing. And I felt so bad, but I did. I did remedy it. I did call. Yeah, him you that. did call him and say, "Hey, yeah, sorry about that." Um, yeah. uh, I, I thought they didn't send videos, but they did. Um, you, you did call and say that. You know what? Hey, man, I'm really happy we're going to talk to Joe Lazone, and he's ready right now. Yeah, let's, let's talk get, to Joe. Let's get him in here, man. And we will confirm him. that we've never had him on. I, I mean, uh, I'm shocked. I think they got that wrong. Let's find out. Let's see. I'm having flashbacks of the Call of Duty game I played with you and your buddies. You are so bad at Call of Duty, Matt. I suck, but let me tell you something. <laughs> you're fun, though. You're fun. I have a lot of fun. Yeah. And if you, listen, Joe Lazone, I know you're a video game nerd, but I'm putting out a challenge. If you, and then, listen, you don't got to accept it, okay? If you get a, if you get the Oculus Quest 2 and you get Population 1, I'll fucking, it'll be a, it'll be a 10A round. If we go every round, I'll fucking take you out. And I, I don't know why, I, that came out a little rough. I'm fucking dangerous with that. Okay. <laughs> Call of Duty, you own me. And I embarrassed myself. In front, I, embar- I was with you and your, and, your, um, and your squad. And you're like, oh, here's my friend, Matt. And I came in and I did not carry my weight, let's say. Yeah. It was a long time ago. I wasn't even, yeah. I was in my old house. I, Jimmy, I didn't carry my weight. I got off. I understand. Joe was being nice to me. And I'm sure. like, all right, guys, I'm going to log out. Second I got off that thing, I know they talk shit about me. Of I course they Joe. Do. I know Joe probably tried to defend me, but I did not. I let the squad down. Let's fast forward. You not only disgraced yourself, you disgraced the entire platoon. You basically humiliated everybody that night. I, 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 I did. We would still, we would still play it every time. Though. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're trash. You're tra- you trash. <laughs> we would still play. I, you know what? I, there's levels to that Call of Duty, and I was, I was maybe yeah. like a blue belt with a, a stripe. These you know guys are like how, black belts. How good are their arm locks? How good are their chokes? Right? It it, exactly. It you, you, hey, you know what's funny, Joe Lazone? Guess who I've been uh, playing Population One with? That's the game Dude. I play on. Uh, it, it's again, it's about it's a it's a game it's um it's a battle royale type game. Squads okay. of three, unless it's legions. Sometimes there's squads of six, and you know it's taking out everybody else. Oh, so much fun! Uh, I've been playing with Mike Fowler. Remember that jujitsu guy yes. from back in the day? <laughs> I, I did. One, I'm in there, and all of a sudden I see a guy. I go, Mike Fowler, BJJ, and with the fucking Oculus Quest, like you see the guy. So I'm in there, and I'm like, fucking Mikey. I and I haven't <laughs> seen him forever. He's got a jiu-jitsu school in Hawaii. And I also play with um, – Didn't he name uh, his kid Thor or something? He named his kid something He might have. He might have. But he's an old-school jiu-jitsu guy. He's yeah, my guy. Yeah. I like him a lot. So I don't know. What a fun fucking game. Uh, also, what's his name? He's married to Muhammad Ali's daughter. He's going to bother the shit out of me. Layla? Her, Layla Son Ali? The boxer? Gonna, nah, no, the other daughter. Anyway, enough of these. Hey, if you, if, you play this, um, if you play this population one, Joe, I'm telling you, you'll probably get your Xbox and fucking punt it into a fucking lake. It's so much fun. How come you never got into VR? Uh, I don't know. I just, I didn't do it. I don't know. I think I don't want someone like just taking video of me like, being an asshole. Just doing whatever with my little screen on, no one's seeing, and then someone pushing me from behind or messing with me or whatever. Oh, there it is. Look, I'm sorry. It is, it is, it just Kevin, it just came to me. Kevin Casey, that's who I play with. Oh, he yeah. was on the Ultimate Fighter. 
He's a Jack. He's Jack Black guy. He's a he's a fucking uh, black belt of the Hicks and Gracie. Good dude. He's in Cali. So yeah, man, I fucking enjoy that game so much. It yeah, made like, me dizzy I, though. I I tried it. Like I'm I'm not good with. Uh, I don't play games, but virtual reality made me dizzy. Have you have you tried it, Joe? Have you gotten in there at all? I haven't. I haven't. I, I've done like like the the little bullshit ones, like at the arcade where you put on the, the little mask. I did like some stupid SpongeBob game, where it's like your Sponge. It's almost like Mario Kart, but there was someone was a gunner. So it was look, it was cool, but you know, this is what I do. I don't know if this is what you do when you meet up with your friends and you're still game, don't you? You still you're still yeah. a gamer. I this is what I do. I got a couple of my my childhood friends, right, and I got them into it. So uh, we're all grown men with families, right? So I just text them uh, uh, an emoji of a window. So they go, oh, a window, an opening. Let's go. So <laughs> if they're into it, they'll send me another one with a fucking a window with a fucking eagle or a window with a ninja. And I go, oh, let's fucking go. So then we get on that thing and we murk. I have such a good time. I'm a simple man. I don't like to go anywhere. I can't, I'm getting knee replacement in a couple of weeks, Joe. I'll tell you about that in a second. But I, can, I have trouble walking. I could fucking fly in the Oasis. I put that thing on, I'm fucking flying, I'm shooting things. I love how you started this with like, I'm a grown ass man. And then you said talking about how you're, you're, you're sending emojis to your boys so you can play I, video games. I, I appreciate that. I, I, I think that's what being an adult is, right? Being an adult is doing what you want. I'm yeah. going to play video games. I don't think you could call it a midlife crisis if I kind of always been like this. I think right. I got to a certain maturity and then I kind of said, ah, wait up, pause. Let's just stop here. And I just keep the maturity at that level. And yet I have kids and it seems to be working out great. Well, Joe, are you on Twitch? Uh, I'm not because here's my thing is like, I'm, I'm constantly like, so I have my, I have my, my martial arts school, jiu-jitsu school. Yes. So I'm either doing that all the time. I decided to stop trying to level up in video games and try to level up my gym. And it, it went way better for me. Go figure. But, uh, so, but if, when I'm playing video games, that's kind of like my me time. I'm not trying to promote anything. I'm not trying to do anything. I just want to be able to turn my brain off and go in, you know, either just love doing it kids sometimes little kids smash me but it doesn't matter i'm not i don't have to do anything i'm just i'm hanging out we do it for the love of it jimmy me yeah. and joe lazone that's why hey look when you're done fighting whenever you're done fighting you might want that's something at least when you if you ever did get into it you'd be like hey look at least you motherfuckers know i did it for the love of the fucking video game you understand yeah i did this because i like to do it now i'll share my experience that i've uh I, you know, uh, with everybody else, and then they'll get excited because they know you're really a gamer. I could have sworn you were on Twitch. That's fucking crazy. Because if I if I try to be on Twitch, I would, you know, approach it like I have to, like I have to like, grow this thing. It would become a job. Yeah. I just I wouldn't enjoy it as much. Like video games, like when I get to turn my brain off and not worry about it. Well, you got to do it a certain amount of hours before you monetize, and then you start wondering how many followers. That you're right. It starts yeah. to become a thing or goals instead of like another instead job. of just relaxing. I don't need another, another job. job. I don't need another job. Fuck that. Hey, you're uh, you haven't fought in a couple of years. Is part of that because your gym has been doing well and you've been focusing on that and it's given you something kind of to to stay focused on? Or what, what haven't you you haven't fought things since 2019? Yeah, I mean, so after I wanted to fight after my last fight, like I didn't want it to be this long. Uh, but then all the COVID shit happened, you know. And I did not want to do like my last fight went so perfectly, like it, it could have been my last fight. Uh, yeah. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to go and try to do a, a fight camp. Now the fight not happened. Which is exactly what happened in Phoenix because we did an entire fight camp train for so long and then Cowboy was sick. Um, you know, but yeah, my, my gym is doing great. Like I don't need to fight. Like before it used to be like, okay, like this is my job. This is my full time job. I fight and I make money and this is what I do. Now it's like I'm 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 perfectly happy with the gym. Like I don't need to fight. I'm fighting because I want to fight. Um, but that that was the big reason for the the long layoff was just all the COVID stuff. I'm sure you teach classes and stuff. Uh, do you like teaching? And uh, is it different than you, than obviously being a student? Do you think that made you a better teacher or is it a way different than you expected when you're actually instructing people? Uh, I love teaching. Like, like even like I, I teach like the, we have like, we call them Vipers, our six and nine year old kids. I teach, you know, two of those groups a week. Uh, I teach a bunch of adult grapple classes. Like I really, really like teaching, you know, and like, like some people like having like beautiful jiu-jitsu, oh, the gentle art. I don't like having that kind of jiu-jitsu. I don't want to smash people. I want like people to be uncomfortable. I want people to just get crushed. Um, I'm always like, I think like if you're not twisting someone's fingers or doing something like that, trying to injure someone, I think that the dirtier, the better. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just, that's how I like to, and, and I teach my classes like that. I'm like, if I'm going with someone, I'm going to try and do this. And I kind of like, and I want them to kind of be like that kind of like scrappy kind of grappler. I think that sometimes like it gets like, 
It's like, oh, just just for everybody, no strength, be nice, it's your friends. It's like, ugh, kind of. Like, it just started, like, with, you know, basically, like, you know, it was almost like gang warfare, like hand-to-hand gang warfare. Like, oh, we're going to go and raid your gym. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I mean, back it's true. Up, that, that was that was with the jiu-jitsu you came up in, you know, like. It, 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 you know what? It was like the generation, like the original generation in Brazil when they had the Lucha Libre, they had the guys, riff, the crazies fighting on the beach. I had more of the knuckleheads that didn't believe in jiu-jitsu and the traditionalists coming in and trying to grab your throat, your pee, pee, poke your eye and shit. So, yeah, we had a, many arms. I had the. I popped many arms over on that 27th street when guys would come in and reach on my throat. You could argue that the, the heads of Gracie schools were the biggest gang going on the entire East coast. Yeah. You mean coming up or yeah. just, in, oh man. Yeah. Cause there was no other school besides um, Steve Maxwell's in PA. And uh, so Henzo came over and just, you know, really, really took over Manhattan and, and spread out, you know, like a jujitsu virus. The American top team came out. Which is probably, I don't know what, what year that was, like maybe like 2004, 2005. I mean, Henzo's was like, they were the, the entire East Coast. It was all Henzo schools. And, and who was your instructor again, Joe? Who was your jiu-jitsu instructor? Uh, Joe Poffer. So Joe came up, he, he trained at uh, JBA, uh, which, which is Don Banville, and then Boston, Brazilian, which is Humberto Maya. Now, let me ask you, when there's no, you're taking in a fight at a time, you don't got no certain number that you're, what's going no. on when you're fighting? Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see how this fight goes. Like, yeah. If this fight goes really poorly, it'll be the last fight. If it doesn't go poorly, then I'm open to doing another one. Like that's a big. I I got you. Now let me ask you only because I you know me I'm a jujitsu man. When you are done fighting, are you done with combat sports in general? Do you think you could ever go in and have like a a grappling super fight or something like that? Or no? Uh, I I I had fun with that. I mean, to me, it's like fighting is serious. In super fights, like jujitsu is kind of fun. You know what I mean? So like. Um, you know, obviously when, when you fight, there's a, a very real potential there to get smashed, knocked out, everything like that. You know, like if I go and get choked in a jitsu match, like I'm not, it's like, it, it sucks that I lost, but it's yeah. like the stakes are much, much lower. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, hundred percent. I could, I could, I could get heel hooked on a Tuesday night at my gym as easy as I get heel hooked in like a, a super fight or something. So it's like, uh, I mean, I understand there's potential there to get hurt, but it's, it's definitely not the same as a fight. I would, I would be up for that for sure. And it must be nice to know, too, with the gym doing so well, it takes the pressure off of having to do it. And that really, uh, I'm sure, makes life a lot better for you, too. Uh, is, is you, you don't feel like, fuck, I, where are my bills going to get paid from? You already know you have something. It's like guys who are good announcers know that they have something. Is it harder to motivate yourself to fight or, or to get ready for a fight knowing you have this great other thing? Uh, not, not really. I mean, so when I first, I had my first fight in UFC and I made like 30 grand. Right. And then I went back to work on Monday and then I went back to work for a couple of months and then I on the ultimate fighter and then I went back to work and then I fought in the finale and I went back to work. You know, it's like, I was always like, I was never like, Oh, I need to win this fight so I can, you know, pay my mortgage next month or whatever. It's, you know, I've always been like ahead of the game as far as that stuff goes. So I was never like, I was never like, you know, I never needed a fight to go a certain way to, to, to pay for anything or win anything, but it's definitely easier, you know, now because I'm definitely not worried about it, but uh, I'm just, I'm just competitive as hell. Like I just, uh, I want to win. Like I'm yeah. so competitive. Like that's, that's the bigger thing. It's like money. Obviously you want to make that money for sure. But it's, it, it was, it's less about the money and more about just the competitive. Like I don't want to lose. Jimmy, I remember Joe's first fight in the UFC and uh, everybody was making a huge deal about the return of our friend Jens Pulver. Because there was some stuff with Jens Pulver, former champ. He left the UFC under there was some problems. He went to Japan. He did some things. And now he's back. He little evil is back. Joe Lazone just shit all over his party. Joe Lazone. Joe Lazone came in and we're like, wow, what is gonna happen now that Jens is back, man? What is gonna happen? Fucking Joe Lazone gave zero shits, and there's nobody knew you back then. And nope. that was your first fight, right, Joe? Yep, first fight in UFC. So yep. Joe went in there and Joe put him out. He put him out. He fucking laid him out with punches. And uh, everybody was extremely disappointed. Now, no way. I was everybody. I was, I was no, okay. no, no, no. You were happy. happy. <laughs> Joe was very happy. And then all of a sudden you start, you start finding out about Joe. And then you're like, oh, look at this guy. Look at him fighting his brother on the front lawn. What the fuck? And then you start getting some interest up. And then, obviously, the ultimate fighter, people got to know you and really like you. 
How, tell me about that. Now, you're one of the few guys, and I did this also. I and I'm and you, it's one of the rare occasions where you actually in the UFC at least had one fight, and then you got on. How many fights before you got on the Ultimate Fighter? Uh, just one. So basically, they brought they brought me in. So Jensen knocked me out. Hyped him up as a coach, and then I knocked him out. And then like, ah, uh, we should bring you in the show. Do you want to come on the show? Like, sure, let's do this. Now, tell me about that experience because that, for me, for a guy that was in the UFC before, and I had a little bit more experience being in there, and then had like eight fights before I did that Ultimate Fight in the comeback. I seen the difference between people knowing you and rooting for you and not knowing you, just being a regular UFC guy. Uh, how was the experience of being on the Ultimate Fighter? Did you notice a difference, or you didn't have that much time in the in the regular organization to see a difference? Um, I didn't have a ton of time in the UFC to kind of notice a big difference. But to me, it was like it was almost like going to college or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, cool, because like you literally get trained every single day on how to do interviews and how to deal with this and how to deal with that. Yeah. Like to me, that was like the big the big part of it, and like. When you fight, you're someone for a very short amount of time, and there's like no action there, right? Like you're basically you go out, you fight, and people are watching how you're fighting, and then you, you know if you win, you a little bit of time on the mic after a little bit of a connection there. Yeah. Whereas on the Ultimate Fighter, okay, it's gonna be you know eight, ten, twelve weeks, whatever it is, you're gonna be on there for an hour a week, and people kind of connect with you, understand about, and it goes beyond kind of just like the fighting ability. Um, that was I, I just you know from the beginning, I just I saw that as you know being super valuable. Smart. And when you were working, Joe, and you said you would fight and go back to work, what were you doing? What kind of work were you doing? Uh, so I had a bachelor's in computer science, and I was a network admin. So I was like, a, like an IT guy. I did computer stuff. No oh, wonder wow. why. Come on, man. I'm a <laughs> moron. No wonder why you're so good at the fucking Call of Duty, man. You're fucking. <laughs> you're, you're in the computer. You know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. So so I so I did all that. So like when I before I fought in the UFC, like they didn't really know what I did. They like I just I'm not like a super social person, like. They had a problem. I would fix it. I would just go on their way. Like I'm not one for small talk. And uh, but I would always go in with like I have like a you know a, a black eye or a scrape on my forehead or my face or something. Like that. They were like, oh, what happened? I just like I'd always make a joke like, oh, I fell down the stairs. I walked into something or I'm clutch something like that. I had no idea. But then I fought Jens Pulver, and one of the guys in the office was a big UFC fan. And then it's just it spread like wild. And from that point on, like it just it was a totally different experience. It went from like thinking I was like this like dorky quiet computer kid. To everyone like, coming in asking me diet advice and how to do this and how to do that. Like, it was just, it got crazy. Do you get into Bitcoin uh, being a computer guy? I didn't. I didn't. Um, I still think all oh, cryptocurrency is kind of bullshit. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of a scam. I know some people have definitely made a lot of money, but I know a lot of people have made a loss a lot of money. Yeah, you're looking at one of them. <laughs> Make or lose. Make or lose. A lose. Okay. I'm so bad at that shit, man. I, I, I bought in late. Like, I always, I held on to it. So now I'm just either going to lose it all or make money. Do you want to cry? One of my buddies, uh, Brandon, that does all my video blogs usually, he had like 40 Bitcoin that he lost. Well, he probably forgot the, the, the past the 12 seed or whatever. No, he just, he, he, they're on like an old hard drive. And he just, you know, at some point, he moved a couple different apartments, just lost the hard drive, lost the computer. But he had like 35 or 40 Bitcoin. Wow. Like, all gone. Just see you later. How long ago did that happen though? Um, Years ago. Years ago. This is probably like, I mean, he, he probably had them from like 15 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever, whatever, you know, first started out. They're worth like nothing. And then, right now, that would be $800,000 and it's in the toilet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that hurts. Yep. Yeah. There's guys, there's stories of those guys with like 10, two, there's one guy at 200 million on all, like he thinks it's in an old computer, the, the 12 seed phrase, and he's trying to pay a city to like dig up a dump. And he said, they'll split the money with him if they dig up the dump and he finds a computer. It's crazy. It's it crazy. Is. So I, I never, I got I think all the crypto stuff, like we'll, we'll know better in time, but I think it's all kind of scammy, kind of bullshit. You know, like for, for someone to make a dollar in crypto, I mean, someone else has to put in a dollar, right? There's no, like, there's no real product there. It's literally like, oh, I put in money and someone else takes the money out. So I, I don't know. I don't, I was always very skeptical of it. Yeah, you're probably smart. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, Matt. <laughs> what, what movie? What movie is it from? I'd buy that for a dollar. Pretty Woman. Oh, no. Come on. What movie? I have no idea. All right. It's RoboCop. It's from the 80s. All right. Listen, I don't expect you guys to. You're talking all this Bitcoin and this and that, and my moronic mind is like, ah, movie references. Listen, Joe, know what I'm shocked about? What? I'm shocked that you and Donald Cerrone have not shared the cage before. It's crazy. What the fuck? 
I'm, I'm pretty shocked. It just never aligned. You know what I mean? It, it takes so much, so much, you know, you got to be have like both guys coming off a win or both guys coming off a loss and just the rankings and this and that and everything else. Like, um, and he, he usually, most of his fights have been on kind of short notice. Yeah. If you have his fights have been on like pretty short notice, like stepping in you know, late or whatever. So, um, it just never happened. But it's 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 hopefully it's gonna happen. I thought it was gonna happen, you know, five six weeks ago. It didn't happen. So are you happy that you're getting a, a another another vet, another guy that's been around, or 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 is you like that or better than having some new kid trying to make a name off you? I mean, how, how do you like this? I mean, how do you feel about it? I, I think there's like a lot of really good things about it. I think that you know, Cowboy's probably one of the most well known fighters in the entire UFC. True. Right? He's doing like he's got like a movie being released like this week and. Yes, with, with Gina Carrado. Yeah, with yeah, Gina Carrado. Yep. So he's got that going for him. So, I mean, you're fighting a, a big name. So that part's good. Um, it's kind of an even playing field. You know, we're both, you know, we're both around the same age. So we both got the same, you know, similar wear and tear and all that kind of stuff and injuries and stuff like that. So, like, it's it's kind of an even playing field there. Um, if I lose to him, it's – I'm not going to lose to him. But if you lose to a guy like that, it's not the end of the world because, like, you know, he's he's a big name and yeah. it's, it's well known, you know, Sometimes, like when you lose to someone when they're on their way up, and people don't know them yet. It's right. like all the time you think, "Oh, he sucks. He got beat by this twenty-one-year-old kid." And then you know, maybe five years later, you're like, "Oh, well, he lost to that guy, but that guy became a champ, but that guy's a badass." So it's like at the time, it's kind of it's a little bit hard, you know, losing to someone on their way up. If you yes. get something there, I, I think that that kind of helps a little bit. Um, yeah. And I think it's just it's a it's a fanfare fight. It's an exciting fight. We both want all kinds of bonuses, so that part's good. Um, I just think it's gonna be an exciting fight. It's funny, it's funny, Jimmy, because what, what what Joe was just talking about, it's like that's what happened when Joe bursted on the seat. We're like, oh man, so much for Jens Pulver. This this some skinny kid came out here and just beat him up. Man, who is this kid? Meanwhile, it's fucking Joe Lazone. We all know who Joe Lazone is. Right. Hey, guys, uh producers, find out what movie Cowboy is gonna be in. And I'll tell you, I wonder if he took a lot of acting lessons because it's a stretch. He's playing, get ready. A cowboy. Ah. He's playing a fucking cowboy. I don't know. A traditional cowboy on a horse? Well, I'm sure he's not wearing, riding his fucking quad on that thing. It's a fucking cowboy movie. It could just be a cowboy, though, who's like a modern-day cowboy, or it could be a cowboy from the Old West cowboy. He's not throwing up. He's not showing up with his P3 protein in a squirrel shoot suit, motherfucker. Uh-huh. He, is, he is in something called something on the prairie. Fight on the prairie or some shit like that. They're gonna look. Yeah. yeah, the movie's called Terror on the on the what the the prairie. There you go. And uh, he's in a movie with Gina Carano, who and I I like seeing her and stuff. You know. So I saw her. The last fight didn't happen. Like we were supposed to fight Phoenix like a, six weeks ago, and like so I saw her in the back room, and like I'm like I'm pretty sure it's Gina Carano. I wasn't 100 percent sure. And then she came over and said hi to me. Oh, so I mean I, I was well ready to watch him kick me in the face. You what know, did she, she say? She said she's a fan. What'd she say? No, she just said, you know, sorry about the fight that happened. You know, she felt bad. The fight didn't happen. You know, but but she's there because a cowboy, right? Hey. You know, her and she's obviously there because cowboy's fighting, and she's like, she's there to watch cowboy kick me in the face. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. She's that. She's on. It's safe to say that she's on team cowboy. So no matter how much you like Gina Carano and you liked her in The Mandalorian right. and you want to see a movie, yeah. just know this. Right now, she's like, oh, Cowboy, put your shit in that Joe LaRone's face. Kick him in the face. Step yep. on his neck. That's oh, what know. she's thinking in her head. Yeah, but it was, it, was so, it was so nice for her to come over and say, you know, say hi. Hey, let me tell you something, guys. I, speaking of Westerns, all right, because we are speaking about a Western movie. I watched last night with my family. Sometimes I like to bring the kids into, uh, introduce them to some movies from my yeah. younger years. Sam Raimi's The Quick and the Dead. With Sharon Stone, strong female. This was a strong female character. Oh, oh, okay. The Quick and the Dead by Sam Raimi. It, it's like the first time we had Russell Crowe in America. Oh, it's a fucking Western. It's great. Yeah. The bad guy, the villain in it is Gene Hackman, who's phenomenal. It's almost 30 years ago, that movie, yeah. Well, now you're just making me feel. No, bad. no, I'm just saying, I, I, it's, I can't believe it's been that long. Is it really 30 years old? Yeah, it's oh, 95. Oh, oh, now, let me tell you something. My kids loved it. So, yeah. you know, there's a couple of uh, violent parts, but wow, what a great movie. Yeah. The Quick and the Dead in 1995. Well, listen, these movies, they don't really, they age well because it's a fucking Western. It's supposed to look old. It's supposed exactly. To look old. Yeah. And yeah. Sharon, this is before, I don't know what happened to Sharon Stone. 
She might have got a little wacky or not. I don't know. But this is before she got wacky. She's fucking greatness. What Sharon a cast. Stone, right? Fucking Gary Sinise is in this. Yes. Uh, Tobin Bell. Talk to me. Obviously, in uh, the Saw movie, this is a really, really good cast. And Leonardo DiCaprio, I mean, you might have said him, Matt. Leonardo DiCaprio is a young kid in it. And uh, he plays like almost like a Billy the Kid type kid. But it's very, it's got a lot of humor in it. It's got action. And if you're a fan of San Raimi, who, by the way, just directed uh, Doctor Strange, uh, the mad, the, the multiverse thing, uh, it's such a fantastic movie and I recommend it a lot. So if you're bored this week, you got your fight coming up The quick and the dead. It's on Netflix, Joe. I'll check it out. I, I've seen it a long time ago though. And now what do you know, Joe, besides the, the, the video games and your school, actually you're probably keeping pretty busy. What else are you doing? You're watching any shows, you're reading any books. You, what else are you doing in your spare time? Uh, I've been doing tons of audiobooks. Oh, I just started them too. Yeah. Why do you do? Do you do like when you're walking or when you're riding a bike or whatever? I mean, when I'm driving, I, I, so I, when I go to my, I go, the, so Mike Perry, I drive to skill strength in Chelmsford Bass and it's like an hour from me. So I drive an hour to do strength conditioning and then I'm there for like two hours and I drive an hour back. So it's like a four hour block of time. Right. Um, so I, I always listen to something on the way up and the way back. And then I listen a little bit like when I'm lifting, when I'm doing some stuff, but what's the latest, what's the latest, latest audio book you're listening to? Uh, I did tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, which was good. It was what's like, that? Uh, basically like, it's like a 25 hour book. It takes like a long time, but it's basically each chapter is like someone different. He talks to like, you know, like he talks to like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He talks to all these different people kind of like, Hey, what's something that you think is successful? What are some tricks you like to do? What are some mental, you know, ideas that you have? Like, you know, what do you think sets you apart? And it's like each chapter is a different person. Um, so that was kind of nice because, you know, if you get a chapter you like, you listen to that chapter. If you, if you get something that you just, you're not, you're not feeling, you're not you know, feeling you're the same, you just skip and go to the next chapter. Or do they do their own read? Are they, are they doing their own audio or do they just hire one person to read the whole book? No, they got, they got one person that reads it. Um, you know, T- Tim Ferriss like goes, goes and talks about different, um, things after but it, it's it's somewhat different i'm such a shitty reader like because i'm so like add i used to be good i books on tape i'm actually getting through books now where like for the first time in fucking years i'll actually finish a book yeah so my, my big thing is like i remember like doing like you know book reports in school and stuff like that and like you know like you you do that you do the reading you do whatever you're going to do and then you have to go and like write the paper and i think that like writing the paper makes it better so like whenever i do an audiobook if i'm like i'm listening i'm usually in my car Anytime there's like something that's good, like a good line or something, I just have like I use Evernote, which is like just for taking notes. And I was like, I'll just you know put a, a you know a couple a couple sentences together, a quote or whatever it is, and kind of like it makes it so much nicer to go back after the fact, to go and like kind of look at my notes for whatever is going on. And it makes you focus because you're writing stuff down. You're fo- when you write something, you just you're more focused on it, and it's it's like one extra step of repetition. Yep, yep, for sure. Hmm, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, look, man, I can't believe this is your first time on the show. Like, that's the, Matt and I both thought you'd been on. I, I, it must be. I'm sure that they're right. Is that true, Joe? I don't, I don't think I've done this with you guys. I don't yeah, think I, so. think, I think, no, I think it's his first time. You know what it is, though? I'm so familiar with Joe. I, I could have swore he did the show before. But every time I see Joe, I always bring up, like, either VR with him in person or something. Like, I think I'm always talking to him. <laughs> you remember my last fight? We were doing, like, the post-fight interview in the bathroom and you were taking a shit? Yeah! Oh awesome. shit! I was in a stall and I hear Joe talk. Now he's doing an interview with a guy, and I'm like, and I, and I finally I'm holding my like I'm not trying to, and then yeah. finally Joe, I had to just speak up and go, guys, you know, I don't want to ruin this, but I'm taking a shit. So we were gonna do it for the last. I was supposed to fight Phoenix. I was supposed to fight Cowboy. You know, after after we win, we were gonna go and take that audio clip and dub it over, and we're gonna make that like the recurring theme of like you know like that's <laughs> doing the interview. You got my permission. <laughs> hey, people know I got belly problems. Yeah. Oh, especially when my guys were fighting. I got to make sure I'm cleared out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that was funny, though. I just remember that now. Yeah. All right, Joe. Joe, it's been a pleasure, man. Good talking to you. And uh, good Joe. luck in this fight, man. This is, again, you're both legends. So this is a great fight. This is a great co main event uh, on Saturday, man. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again. Have a great fight. Let's plug his school, too. Wait, hold on, yes. Joe. Plug, plug your school. Anybody near you, I want to them to train with you. My gym is, uh, it's Lozon Mixed Martial Arts. Our website is LozonMMA.com. We're in Rainham, Massachusetts. Uh, we have like, like the, one of the, the best schools around. We have all kinds of UFC fighters there, professional fighters, but we also got, it's mostly kids. In, like we have like 160 little kids. Um, oh, wow. Uh, I, I teach a lot of those kids classes. 
um we just it's a good it's a good mix of you know professional fighters and then like people just looking to make friends and, and you know kids and everything so it's it's good but lows on it comes in rainham massachusetts you know what there's a couple that trains with you that got that that listened to this show and i would have gave them a shout out but the names slip in my mind right now it's a it's a i think a husband and a wife or boyfriend and girlfriend but they definitely listen to your show and i know that because i'm like oh i love joe so I, I fucked up giving them a shout out but that's nice i can tell you got nice people training there that's very nice because you get you know what happens and i know you know this matt you get one person that comes in as being an asshole it ruins not, everybody else dude listen uh, same thing i always say and jimmy knows atmosphere is as important as anything i'm teaching i love my schools we live very similar lives video games martial arts fighting in a cage yeah, we're lucky guys joe all our best man i'm gonna be watching this weekend thank you guys appreciate it the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand do you want a beautiful lawn Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Oh, here we go. Hey, Garam, how you doing? Good, thank you, guys. How are you? Hey, Good man. to see you. Thank you for coming on. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you, guys. So, Garam, hey, listen, man. You had one fight in the UFC, and that went well. How was it when you finally got the fight in the UFC? Was there any tunnel vision, any first-time jitters? To say the truth, it's a mixed-up feelings. Yeah, it's very mixed up. So uh, I don't know, because it was a long journey. You know, I was waiting for this opportunity for a very long time. So uh, but I, I, I tried to stay cool, you know, stay calm and like, uh, yeah, and take it as all the normal fights, you know. But I think still, you know, you get excited from like inside, you know, and uh, nervous, of course, and, uh, and stuff like this. But I always believe in myself and uh, it is what it is, you know, it was what it was. <laughs> now, for our audience that, that, that are getting to know you, what did, where are you from and what's the first martial art discipline you started with? I, born, I was born in Georgia, but I raised in Russia, in Moscow, and uh, nowadays I'm living in Sweden. Oh. Uh, so uh, the first martial arts I started with was in Moscow when I was five years old. Uh, it was jiu-jitsu, Japanese jiu-jitsu. And uh, I started with Muay Thai uh, when I was like 11 or 12 years old, also in Moscow. I lived there for 15 years in Russia. Uh, and uh, yeah, but we were competing, you know, in different kind of like martial arts all the time, every weekend or like every second weekend, like Kyokushin, karate, sambo, judo, you know, like boxing and different martial arts um, and of course it's un unofficial you know everything is like nothing yeah. is on record and first first like uh, actually first professional fight you know I did when I was like 11 years old uh, in Moscow in the cage you know with MMA rules and stuff 11? Like yes 11 years old 11 years old yes yeah so uh, but it's not in my record of course but uh, yeah did you know you wanted to fight for real then? Or was it just something you were doing when you were a young guy? Or was it actually a goal for you at that point? Um, no, it was always it was always a clear vision. I had always clear vision and goal and dream, you know, that I follow till nowadays and chase it. So you were 11 years old when you started fighting in the mixed martial arts. That's why. Yeah, we opened, we, we, opened, we opened the show like it was event, MMA yeah. event, MMA against Brazil or like MMA against the world. Uh, it's in like old archives, you know, and uh, we were the first uh, 
two guys who opened like two kids they put us in the cage and we just fought them uh, yeah how'd you do in that first fight it wasn't first actually like it was first like mma in the cage but uh yeah but uh i lost that fight via armbar i think in the second round if i'm not mistaken I, I I stretched my ligaments or ripped my ligaments. I don't remember. And I screamed, you know, and like referee stopped. And I remember, you know, like small parts, you know. Then I remember my uh, father carrying me and stuff like this, you know. We went to the hospital straight away. It was a little bit of chaos, you know, lights and stuff like this, hot canvas. That's what yeah. I remember, you know. And now, is your father, what does your father think of where you are now with this, with your journey? I think he knows my capacity and my, what I'm capable of. And he always like believed in me, you know, but my, my family supports me, you know, in whatever I'm doing. Even probably I, like, I think I can, I, I think they don't like it, of course, that I'm fighting, you know, but if I'm doing it, they support me till 100% all the way. How old were you when you left uh, Moscow and, and what, what brought you to Sweden? Uh, I left Moscow when I was like 15 or 16. I went back to Georgia, uh, to my homeland, because uh, because like a war situation come down, you know, and I wanted to I wanted to see how is it in my homeland, you know. Um, so uh, I forget my language, you know, and everything. So we went back to Georgia. And I have been there like three, four years almost. Uh, so I learned language from beginning, Georgian. And then when I was 19, 18, 19, I started traveling to Sweden. Uh, yeah, all along by myself. And uh, uh, yeah, and that would happen. Since then, I'm, I, yeah, I was working there and training there. And, uh, then I became a Swedish citizen also so uh yeah now i'm representing sweden in georgia too nice so you were going there just to train uh where exactly to, to sweden well you said you were going back and forth from georgia to sweden was it primarily to train or no no i leave now i i moved to sweden uh like completely when i was 19 you know oh, okay. first 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 it was like visa issues you know I was yeah. able to like stay three months and I have to go back and stuff like this, et cetera. Man, I want to go to Sweden. It just sounds so beautiful. I just think of like a Swiss Miss commercial or some shit. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Jimmy. I think, I think, I think you're going to love it, guys. I think you're going to really love it. It, it just sounds great. Uh, now, now, Gurm, let me let me ask you for the for the audience at home. We like to get to know all the, the fighters. You know, we know you're a badass fight in the UFC. What do you like to do? When you're not training or, or fighting, what I mean, what, what do you like to do? I mean, bike rides, you like to read books, you like to watch movies. Tell us a little bit about your hobbies, buddy. To say the truth, like my everyday routine is training, you know, like wherever I am. Training is my hobby. It's my lifestyle. It's 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 my life. You know, I've been doing yeah. this. Even, even when I was like two years old, from two to four years old, I was doing gymnastics. That's awesome. It's like you're made for this. Yes, I hope so. With God's will, you know. So yeah. And uh, but otherwise, otherwise, you know, like after my martial arts career, you know, like fighting career professionally, I would like to do like architecture and drawing and uh, this is design. Yeah, architecture. Yes, because I'm not just right now, but before, like I. I came to Sweden. I was focusing very much to on like drawing and stuff like this. Wow. My father is an architect, and he was he taught me, you know, to paint. And I'm supposed to study, but then it didn't work out. So I was like, okay, this is what I'm talking about, Jimmy. This is what I want to find out. They think they watch us fighters, and they think that we're just Neanderthals. It might be true in my case, but look at this. I couldn't even draw a stick figure. He's an architecture. I would like to do that too. But I can't do that. That's amazing that you're able to do this. Did your father design um, residential houses or commercial buildings, or what was what did he mainly design? Um, like uh, yeah, houses, offices, and, st and stuff like this. You know, like drawing itself, selling painting, you know, paintings, and uh, etc. And you've been off for how long? The last time you fought with, I think, it's October of twenty. Why have you been not off so long? I had some issues, you know, health issues, injuries, okay. unfortunately, like, uh, yeah, private life stuff, you know, and, uh, and so on. So, but 
you know, I was I, I was fighting, but I was not fighting the cage, you know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. It happens. Life sometimes life get life interferes sometimes. Just real life that's, gets in the way. That's that's true. So I had to win the rounds with a uh, with some other stuff, you know, in life. So uh, now when I'm done with it, I'm back to open. Good. It's important. It's important for fighters when they have their outside of the cage life I- I- intact. It makes a difference when they're fighting. It really does. That's yeah. why a lot of fighters see those, um, you know, the shrinks. They see the therapists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can imagine that. But you know, like therapists, I, I, I never had to see one. But and, and I, you know, what I believe in, um, I believe in like I talked about it before. You know, like, like, um, yes, I nothing. I'm not against this. You know, like uh, therapists and psychologists, but. Imagine that people like from Caucasia, you know, that people are from who, who are from mountains, you know, like that area, the tough area, you know, like there is no such a job as a like mental coach, you know, and stuff like this and life coach and stuff like this. Yeah. You know, that if, you, if you're going to have like this kind of job, you know, at that area, you know, people going to laugh at you, you know, like you're not going to make any money for living, you know. Because the the best teacher is life, and uh, at that area, you know, like, and uh, it, it makes you so hard. I believe in, and uh, that that you just handling things, you know, like the way it comes towards you. So, uh, yeah, I believe it. Life is the best teacher, Jimmy. I agree. I, agree. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, you're fighting uh, Demaris Magulov. On uh, Saturday night, and yes. uh, I'm happy you're back, man. And uh, good luck on Saturday. And uh, it's been good sp- uh, saying hello and getting yeah. to know you. And we'd love to have you back sometime. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate to have a conversation with you. Garan, thanks so much. It was great talking to you. Thanks, man. All the best, guys. Okay. Good luck on Saturday. Bye. Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I like meeting new people. I, I do too. What yeah, a nice yeah. guy, man. And, yeah. and I'll tell you, I'm glad we, I would, who would have thought, who would have thunk it in architecture? I mean, Jimmy, what party? it's amazing. I, I, I get amazed at all these people, what they could do. Yeah. Like, how about this? For instance, my wife, she's, she's the handyman around here. She's the handy. Sure. She's yeah. the C. She came out of zero. Zero could build a fucking house. The guy, the guy who was raised on a farm in Italy. Yeah. The guy could build a fucking house. She put in these new toilet seats, right? If you wanted me to do it, it, it it's staying in the box. I'm not doing it. I'm not fucking doing it. Too many moving parts. Yeah, me neither. She I can't put do on, it. Now, listen, she put on these toilet seats that are the same ones that I went on in like uh, back in the fucking 2000 in Japan, where I don't got, it's cutting down on my showers where I have to always clean my ass because I'm a clean person. So after you do a number two, you just press the buttons on this toilet seat and the little nozzle comes out and cleans your ass. You have those? You ever do those at a hotel? I have one. No, I have one in my house. Ooh, me too now, Jimmy. Yeah, we I got that. We got, hey, I don't know these other podcasters, but me and you probably got the cleanest asses around. And when the no, when the bidet is broken, my girlfriend comes in with a little plant waterer and just shoots it into my anus, foot, 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 and that helps. That is so gross because you know how much water that would take to really make a dent. Yeah, that thing is great, Jimmy. It, it's and amazing. then I do the I do the air dry on it. 
No, oh. I use paper. I, I, I use a little air dry, but I like to use paper. Well, I'm going to use paper also. I'm not a fucking sure. Neanderthal. All right. Jimmy, let's talk a tiny bit. About, oh, you know what's really fucked up, Jimmy? We gave on the last episode of the people congratulating us on our yeah. 600, 600 Crazy, yeah. episode, which is amazing. Uh, and we're giving a good friend of mine a lot of shit. We're giving Ray Longo. Hey, dude, Longo, really? You're not... You know he sent the message in. Did you know oh, that? I know. Yeah, we got the we got the. And how about this? Our producers, they didn't even. We're sitting here shitting on the guy. Going, the guy's not giving us a. They could have said, "Ah, oh, he sent it in, and, and something happened." They let him hang. Now, Jimmy. Yes, sir. We have Ray Longo wishing us a uh, or congratulating us on our 600th episode. Can yeah. we please play that? Because I feel like Longo got shit on for no reason. Oh wait, time. Time, it's, fucking time. <laughs> Longo's not that good looking. That's all Alex right? Ponovich. That is our friend Alec Paul. How, how did Alec, how did he get uh, mixed up? What happened with him? Alex is a good friend of the show. Yeah, I was shocked big that he star. wasn't on here, and he and he likes us specifically yeah. me because I talked to him, he likes us. Sure, but I think he might like me more because I he, don't blame him. I like you more. Well, let's watch. Let's watch. All right, Alex Ponovich. Alec. Alex. Alex. Yeah, I miss him. Let's go. He looks good. Let's go. Here we go. 600th episode for the boys and unfiltered. Come on now. It was an honor to be on the show. It was an honor to get choked out by Matt Sarah. It was an honor to be made up, made fun of by Jim um, and to be a guest oh, on the show and all the information so, you so guys nice. give. Um, I, even when I'm not on the show, I'm a big fan, man. I've been a fan since day one. Yes. And um, thank you so much for uh, for letting me be a part of the show. So, so happy 600. Nice. Yeah! 600 episodes of Unfilter. What a beautiful milestone. And Jimmy, after 600 episodes with him, I'm sure you like me. You see his name come on that telephone and you hit that decline button as quick as you can. <laughs> But in all honesty, man, you guys are great. Jimmy, you're a beautiful soul. Uh, never have a bad word to say about anybody. Uh, you got a great analytical mind for, uh, for MMA. And Matt, obviously, was a great champion, and he knows the game better than anybody. And his breakdowns are phenomenal. It's an honor every time I'm on that show. I love you guys, and 600 more. Best of luck. Thank wow. you, Ray. Wow, I didn't, I didn't like the way he started that off with the decline, and you laughed yeah. too. You laughed too fucking heartily at that, where it almost like you 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 knew what he was talking about. When no, you said, I'll be no, 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 Jimmy. When he said that joke, which was a joke, you laughed like I. You laughed like I, ah, Ray. I know Jimmy. No. It was like a almost like a private joke between the both of you. No, here's it hurt why my I fucking laughed. feelings. No, here's why I laughed. You better pick up what I call you next time, Jimmy. I, no, no. Here's why I left. Why? Because you had at one time accused Ray of doing that. And it was funny to hear him admit it. I found oh. it to be in very poor taste. However, I get it. Now, also, what's really funny <laughs> yeah. is Alex, who is a, a, a pretty a big actor, yes. has probably been saying, fuck these two guys for the last week. If he heard the episode, he wasn't on it. He's like, what? These pieces. Of, I, I wasn't good enough to make the. We. We love final. Him. We love him. He's 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 great. He's he got a good. You know what I like about him? he's a and he's a giant. I'm up yeah. to his waist, but he's, he's a very humble. He's a, and he used to box too. Yeah, he's and a he's, a, he's he's a humble guy. He's so nice humble, man. and he's got a very good aura about him. He's very. I'm not talking about Longo. I'm right. talking about Alex. Sure. <laughs> ah, he's got a very good energy about him. Like I want to just hug him. I'm a hugger. I know you are. I like that about you. Just hugging is always very nice. A good hug. I coming when I see you. I hope so. From the back. Well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I listen. Thank you to Alec and Ray Longo. That was nice. Yeah. Ah, Jimmy, let me tell you something. So, look. Cater. Dude, Cater is Emmett this weekend. Great fight. So, the main card starts at 7 p.m. this weekend on ESPN+. And the prelims start at 4 p.m. I'm having this Saturday. At um, Sarah BJJ in Huntington, Long Island, New York, I have my buddy Sean Williams, who came up with me at the Hensel Gracie Academy. He's a Hensel Gracie black belt. He's mm. going to be doing his body lock passing, uh, passing the guard seminar, and uh, he's a good friend. I haven't seen him in ages. Uh, I know this guy. He's, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Coming up, 
I, there's probably nobody I rolled with more. He, he was one of my main training partners at the Henzo Gracie Academy. And uh, me, my buddy Sean Williams, and a couple of my other buddies, Paul and Chad, we, I, I, I tell the story I, before where we, road, we took a road trip from Manhattan to Indiana, where Sean was, grew up. He grew up like in a, in like a, it looked like Superman one, like cornfields and shit. Anyway, so we went to his house and because it was, uh, there was an MMA event there where I competed in this tournament, uh, uh, grappling. It was the Abu Dhabi trials in 2000. And that got me over to the Abu Dhabi. After I won that thing, I submitted everybody in that thing. And, uh, and that got me to Abu Dhabi, which the UFC noticed me from there, and it got me to UFC. So I don't know. This guy's part of my journey. So I'm going to be happy to see Sean Williams this weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, what do you got? Oh, wait. We, we talked about everything, right? Uh, yeah. No, I have uh, tonight I'm performing at the Fat Black Pussycat. I got gigs coming up. So um, I'll be in uh, Rochester. I will be in uh, Minneapolis. And I will be at the end of July in Denver. So go to JimNorton.com if you wish to see me. If not, I get it. I wouldn't either. Not, that's uh, not true. Jimmy, right. yes, Jimmy, sir. Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. Really quick. Go, go, um, go. Calvin Cater. Uh, it's a very, very tough fight to pick. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Cater by decision. I think uh, Emmett is very tough to put away. Uh, he's coming off a couple of uh, really, really uh, solid wins. But um, I think Cater will get the decision in this one. Cater, second round stoppage. Really? I'm going to give it a fucking strikes. Uh, I like uh, Josh, too. Three to I, two, I, uh, three three rounds to two. I say he wins. I, I think it's going to be a very close fight. Maybe I even think a split I, I think he's going to find him in the second. Okay. I, I, maybe not, but I think it's going to be explosive. Uh, Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lazone. Let's just do that and one more, and we're good. I say Lazone. I, I not that I, you know, I. I think Joe. Uh, again, he's he's had some time off. He looks so good in that fight against Jonathan Pierce. Um, I, I say he's going to stop Cowboy in the second. Uh, I'm going to go with. Joe Lazone by decision. Okay. And the, uh, listen, and only because I, I got excited to see this on the car and I feel like I'm like, oh, wow, we got this one, this one, this one. I just, it just came out of nowhere for me. And I really, really like it. Tim Means. Ooh, versus Kevin, Kevin Holland. Yes. Versus Kevin Holland. This is a very interesting fight. I really like Kevin Holland. I do. And he finds ways away, to yeah. win. But Tim Means. Tim Means is crafty. F styles make fights. This is a great fight. Holy shit, yes. this is a great fight. I, I, I mean, this could be a main, main, main event. What do you think with this one, Jimmy? This is a I, hard I, one. I remember, take, yes. I'm sorry. I was going to say, gonna, remember, this is Kevin Holland at 170. We've yes, seen him he's gone down. Yeah. But he looks so good against Cowboy Oliveira. I'm going to take Holland by decision. I think that Means is, a, again, he's nine years on him. And I think that Means, though, is, is again, he's a, he's, a, he's a crafty enough veteran to be able to uh, anything Holland is doing, Tim Means I think has at least seen before. So I think Tim Means is a good enough fighter to uh, to to make the fight go three rounds. You understand what I mean? I think a guy like that yes. uh, will know how to slow him down a little bit. Uh, will know how to tie him up. Um, so I'm going to say Holland manages to squeak out a decision. Well, this is what I'm going to say. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about this fight at 170 also with Kevin Holland, and I'm a huge Kevin Holland fan. Yeah, but you know I'm going to say this, and I mean it. Uh, I think Tim means business. Come back. Your come session back. has ended. Jim, no, no, come back. Come oh, back. sorry. I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me. We can actually. I'm saying Tim means right business. I double down on it. God damn it! You got me twice. Jimmy, I would never make it in stand-up comedy. Listen to me. Really? I like I feel that Tim Means is uh gonna get a decision and it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a bond burner. And I, I don't know. I think at this stage in his career, I'm not saying Kevin Holland's taking him lightly, but I'm s I don't think that at all. But I think that Tim no. Means is like, look, you know what? I'm approaching 40. Let's go out with a bang. Yeah. But you think Tim Means? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's my secret weapon and that's been our show jimmy i, I love you man all right pal i love you and i'll talk I'll, to you this weekend i'll talk to you then later right, bye. jimmy bye-bye the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.